we're going to be starting a new series here in the New York Church. We're going to be looking at the book of Ephesians, and we'll be talking about putting on the full armor of God. And so uh, we're going to start that, that series today, looking at in this great uh, prison epistle and, and different uh, brothers, both uh, in the New York Church and outside the New York Church, are going to be uh, sharing messages with you. Uh, I'm going to get us started today on the the sermon topic of be strong in the Lord. And so that's where we're going to start. And then in the weeks to follow, uh, there will be other great messages that I'm sure uh, will speak to your heart. And I'm looking forward to sharing with you out of one of the great prison epistles on Ephesians chapter 6, and especially here in verse 10, where Paul says, finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. So we're going to be talking about what it means to be strong in the Lord. So let's let's begin by reading together here in Ephesians 6, starting in verse 10, where Paul says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. So that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit. On all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. And so I want to talk about uh, two things among many things today. Number one, what does it mean to be strong in the Lord? And number two, how do we get strong in the Lord? Because the way Paul ends uh, this great uh, prison epistle, he says, finally, Finally, brothers and sisters, you must be strong in the Lord. So what does that mean? Well, I think it means that the Lord, the Lord God, has to be our anchor, our refuge, and our strength, especially in times of trials and difficulty. It means that the Lord God is my confidence, that he is my security, that he is the the place that I go to. In my time of need, he is uh, who I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on when I read that great 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside, you know, quiet waters. He restores my soul that I focus on that to receive strength from God. It means that my courage and my convictions come from the omnipotent eternal God with whom nothing is impossible. It means that in all things, known and unknown, good and bad, seen and unseen, predictable and unpredictable, that no matter what I'm going through, that God is my anchor, that I will rely on him, that I will not be shaken, that I will not be rattled because my strength is in the Lord. You know, I love Psalm 46. And, and in Psalm 46, beginning in verse 1, uh, the Bible says, God is our refuge and strength 
and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So this is what it means to be strong in the Lord. It's not physical strength or intellectual strength or the strength of, of accumulated possessions. No. It is the strength that we see in David when he faces Goliath. It is the strength that we see in Moses when he confronts Pharaoh and when he leads God's people out of slavery into the promised land. It is the strength that we see in Esther who stands strong to defend her people as they're facing death. It is the strength of Gideon to lead a, a, a small band of men to conquer multitudes. It is the strength of Daniel and the lion's den and the strength of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and the fiery furnace when they would not compromise because they trusted in God. It is the strength that we see in Joseph as he's mistreated by his brothers, as he's thrown in prison and as he's thrown in dungeons, but he's unwavering in his convictions and will not give in to temptation. It is the strength of Mary, the mother of Jesus, who at a tender age was someone that the Lord could rely on to, to entrust with the most precious of gifts. It's that internal strength that comes from knowing God. It comes from believing that God is with me, that he is real, and that if God is, is for me, who can be against me? I tell you, I think what the church needs more than ever is men and women who are strong in the Lord, whose confidence, whose conviction, who stand strong on the foundation of Jesus. We need it more than ever. You know, in a nation where 50% of the marriages are ending in divorce, we need marriages that are strong in divorce where divorce is not an option. Where we learn to, to resolve our conflicts, where we learn how to communicate, how to fight fair, and how to build marriages. No, that are not free of, of, of struggle, that are marriages that are not perfect, but marriages where divorce is not in our vocabulary. We stand strong in the Lord. We need singles who are anchored in the Lord, who in the midst of disappointment and even heartache say, I will not uh, give up. I will not give in. We need college students as we think about our future in a nation where character and integrity are hard to find. We need uh, college students with the ambition to lead by instill, having instilled with their, their hearts the convictions and virtues of Jesus, of humility, of integrity, of honesty. That's what we need. As I think about our teens, we need teens who don't give in to peer pressure, who are not trying to conform to the world, but who stand strong even as the world goes a different way. We even need our seniors to have the strength of Caleb, who at 80 plus years said, I'm just as strong as I was 40 years ago. 
Because we understand that spiritual strength is not based on age, but it's based on the depth of our walk with God and our trust in him. That's what we need in a nation of racial injustice and division. We need disciples. Brothers and sisters, we desperately need disciples who are strong in the Lord. Let me tell you, I think we got hit hard by this last year. Trying to figure out how to to answer uh, the, the questions of disciples who were concerned about injustice, racial injustice, both uh, in the world and in the church. And, and I know for me personally, I, I have so much growing to, grow, to, to do in this, so much more to learn. But I, I believe that the answer, the answer is disciples who have the inner strength to listen, to show compassion and empathy, who have the heart to be transparent and to be honest and to be open without compromise, without duplicity or insincerity. You know, disciples who are, who are willing to have the vision and the hope of, of, a, of a deeper love and deeper relationships where we accept one another in spite of our differences, where we respect one another and communicate with one another and don't shut the door in one another's faces. You know, we have disciples who, who feel like every day we should be talking about this. And we have disciples who feel like if one more word is said about social or racial injustice, I'm out. We're, but the answer is not to get out. The answer is not that, that everybody hears my agenda. The answer is that we get strong in the Lord, that we understand that through Jesus, we have to learn to love one another unconditionally. That we have to be strong enough in him to accept each other, to hear each other, to work together, and to not let the devil and his scheming to divide us. It will take brothers and sisters who are strong in the Lord to get us to the other side of this. Could it not be that it is God's will that we get stronger through these difficulties? That God is using these things to show us in greater ways how we need to be more like Jesus. You know, the Apostle Paul writes in another great prison epistle in Philippians 4 verse 13 and I'm reading out of the old 1984 NIV version it says I can do everything through him who gives me strength do we believe that that we can do everything through him who gives us strength you know I love the way the passion bible writes this in Philippians 4 verses 12 to 13 it says I know what it means to lack and I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. For I'm trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger. And I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. Did you hear that? And I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. We need to be strong in the Lord to conquer the difficulties that will come our way in 2021. Both collectively as a church and individually. 
And so to, this is what it means to be strong in the Lord, that no matter what goes on, that the Lord is my anchor and my rock and my refuge and my strength. I will not be moved. This is the conviction every disciple needs to have. Now, how do we get stronger in the Lord? Let's talk about that for a few minutes. How do we get stronger in the Lord? Well, I think there are two ways we get stronger. Number one is through resistance. And number two is through repetition. Through resistance and through repetition. You get stronger by lifting heavier weights. You get stronger when you have to push against the grain. You get stronger through resistance. You know, I've, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is, is David when he faces Goliath. And in 1 Samuel 17, you know, David is going before Saul and he, he says to Saul as he sees the, the, the Israelites running from this giant and, and hiding in caves and holes in the ground. He says, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, you're not able to go up against this Philistine and fight him. You're only a young man. And he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or bear carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, because he has defied the, arm, the armies of the living God. The Lord, who has rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. David was ready. But why was he ready? Well, because one day he just woke up and said, look, I'm going to go on and take, take on a 10-foot giant. No, because he proved faithful in the little things. He started with sheep. He started with tending sheep. And then when those sheep were attacked by a lion or a bear, he conquered that. And that got him ready for bigger things. He didn't start with the heaviest of weights. Now, you might be saying, Sam, a lion or a bear, you know, that's pretty intense. Well, he started by just taking care of sheep. And then he defended them. And now he was ready to defend a nation. Because he, he started with the smaller weights and then he lifted it. And, and I believe that's how God works through our lives you know, he, he, we start with little things and we prove faithful in those things and then he continues to add more and more and more to help us to be stronger in the Lord. And it's in the times when the weight is heavy, in the times of trouble, that we get stronger. Proverbs 24 verse 10 says, if you falter in times of trouble, how small is your strength? You know, I know as a disciple, I started with just the Bible talk. And then I was in a second Bible talk and then a third Bible talk and then eventually led a ministry and then led a church. Then, and then, then I find myself where I am today. And I know that I can do none of it without God. That over the years I've seen that when I'm weak, then I'm strong because I depend on him. My challenge to you is don't sit on the sidelines in the church. You can't get stronger in the Lord unless you take on responsibility. What weight is God trying to add to your life? What responsibility 
is God trying to give you to help you to get stronger. You get stronger by lifting more. You know, in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 8, I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Paul says, For we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about the affliction and oppressing distress which befell us in the province of Asia. How we were so utterly and unbearably weighed down and crushed that we despaired even of life. Indeed, we felt within ourselves that we had received the very sentence of death, but this was to keep us from trusting in and depending on ourselves instead of on God who raises the dead. Paul said, look, we face some heavy weights, but it came upon us so that we would grow stronger in the Lord. You get stronger with resistance. Secondly, you get stronger with repetition. With repetition. You know, a young man asked an older man who was still in, in relatively good shape after many, many years. He said, how do you do that? How did you do that? He said, I do 100 or more push-ups. And I've done 100 or more push-ups every day for the last 30 years. Consistency. Repetition. I believe that one of the most radical things we can be as disciples is consistent. And to not be up and down and, and to not begin things and don't end them or, 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 or to not prove faithful and just adhering to the things that we know will help us to grow. You know, sometimes God takes us through the same or similar challenges time and time again. We keep asking, when I ask myself, God, do I have to go through this again? Because one of my challenges, and I believe one of the things that God is trying to help me to grow in, is, is more humility in relationships. And I find myself in conflict, and, and I want things to be dealt with and resolved in one meeting, in one conversation, in one instance. But life doesn't often work that way, and so I have to continue to grow and learning how to humbly communicate and to admit my wrongs and to say I'm sorry because God is trying to teach me a deeper humility. What is God trying to teach you right now? What do you find yourself continually facing? Because God is trying to get you stronger in that area of your life. What is that? What is that in your character? What is that in your heart? In Hebrews 5, beginning in verse 11, the Hebrew writer says, We have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food, listen to this, solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. How do you get stronger? Constant use, repetition, daily Bible study, constantly in the word, day in and day out, constant devotion to prayer and, and remaining disciplined in this, this, this great spiritual uh, uh, virtue in our lives. Constant daily meditation, constant daily discipleship, constant daily efforts to seek and save the lost. 
This is how we get stronger. It's that we hang in there and we just we keep going through it over and over and doing the, the things we need to do over and over and over again. You know, one of the things that has encouraged me is my wife, Cynthia, because in the most trying and, and challenging of times in our lives, she's in her Bible. Every year she reads through a different version of the Bible. She's in the word. And, and sometimes as much as an hour a day, just reading, meditating on the words of Jesus, on the words of God. That's how in the 40 plus years of the disciple, she has remained strong. Now the Lord tells us we need to be strong. Finally, brothers and sisters, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. I want to encourage you. Take up your weight. Stay after it so that God through his spirit can help you to mature and to grow. And we only have two choices here, to be strong or to be weak. Which will we decide to be? My encouragement to you is to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. May God give you the heart and the conviction to do so. As we prepare to commune together, I want us to remember that Jesus is the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. As we consider this week how we can give glory to God, how we can be strong in the Lord, that we need to look to Him. And that's why every week we take time to remember His death, uh, to remember the great sacrifice that He made for us and to imitate that. So as we pray together, let's ask God to help us this week to look to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and to allow His sacrifice to motivate us this week to live lives worthy of the cross. Let's pray together. Our God and Father in heaven, thank you so much that Jesus came and sacrificed it all for us. Thank you for his vision to redeem us. And thank you for uh, the, the cross that uh, he conquered, God. And that through that, he provided forgiveness of sins uh, for, for all mankind. And God, today as we uh, take this bread and we take this cup, praise you and thank you that we can start anew and that through him we can find strength and we ask it all and pray it all in Jesus holy name amen